Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will begin a new message, which is titled Banners Up. This message will take us back to Exodus as Pastor Chuck works out of Exodus 17. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Exodus 17 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. The Cornerstone thought is this, the same faith and obedience that's needed to trust God's promise to deliver you from your enemy and from the place of bondage is the same faith and obedience that's needed to trust God's power to defeat your enemy going into your place of blessing. Let me say that again. I'm going to say it two more times. The same faith and obedience needed to trust God's promise to deliver you from your enemy and out of your bondage is the same faith in obedience that's needed to trust God to defeat your enemy and bring you into your place of blessing. All right, we get started sitting and started started sitting and marinating. Like, watch this, watch this. Here we go again. The same faith and obedience that is needed to trust God to deliver you from your enemy. To trust God's promise, excuse me, trust God's promise to deliver you from the hand of your enemy and out of your place of bondage is the same faith and obedience that you need to trust God's power to defeat your enemy and lead you into your place of blessing. Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me break it down to you. So here we are. Here we are. Here's Exodus. Exodus is going on. Uh, 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 the old king, the old Pharaoh has died. He was good to the children of Israel. Uh, we saw that through the hand of jo- through the life of Joseph. God had done many things. He had provided for the children of Israel. He had taken care of them. He was doing all these great mighty works and that old king died and when the new king came in he was an oppressor. He was oppressing the children of Israel and they were uh, dealing with harsh slavery, harsh abuse that they were living. And then all of a sudden the children of Israel decided to cry out to their God. Say, Lord, we need help. Lord, we need your mighty hand to bring us out of this place. Lord, we can't deal with this foolishness anymore. God, protect your children. I'm just imagining what they were crying out in that moment. And the word of the Lord says in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23, it says that the Lord heard their groanings. And he remembered their covenant, that he had seen their affliction. He knew their suffering. And in chapter 3, he says, I will deliver. That I will be with anybody glad in here that God remembers, that God remembers his covenant, that God remembers his promises, that his promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus, that his promises never get stale, they never return to him void. Is anybody glad that when you cry out to God, no matter where you are in your situation or circumstance, God remembers his covenant that he made before you even got on this earth? He's a good God like that. And so then they move on, right, and he has this plan of deliverance, daughter. He has this plan of deliverance, and in that plan of deliverance, he has ten plagues. And so he calls Moses in the ministry in chapter 3. Says, I'm going, you, I'm going to put my super on the natural. So I'm going to call this man into ministry, and I'm going to bring him in because I want him to serve as an earthly representation of what I'm doing in the kingdom. I want to be in the earthly representation, a natural representation of what I'm doing in the spirit. Anything that God calls us to do is to reflect back unto him glory. 
It's to magnify him. It's to serve him. And so he says, listen, what I'm going to do, I'm going to call this man into ministry. But I'm going to put my spirit on him. I'm going to lead and guide him. I'm going to give him power. I'm going to give him authority. I'm going to give him wisdom. And I'm going to have him go to the enemy and say, let my people go. Oh, isn't it glad? Let me go. Let me go. Old school, sister. You're not connected with that little bit of word. How about a grandma, a praying grandma, a praying auntie that's been praying over you for all these years and is saying, let my daughter go. Let my son go. Let my child go. Let my niece or nephew go. Are you thankful that you got somebody who's willing to intercede and ask God in the face of your enemy and say, let my people go. Let my people go. And so I'm just, I'm just setting it up for you. I'm just setting up the appetizer. I'm trying to get you, trying to get you encouraged and equipped in the Lord today. So that's what ended up happening. He ends up going, and he goes to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh didn't want to listen. Pharaoh wanted to do about his own ways. And so he decided later on in that chapter, until he would say this, he says, I'm going to get glory over Pharaoh and all his army. God's going to let me, okay, that was his little point here. See this? God said he's going to get glory over your enemy. Anybody, get that enemy on your mind right now. God said, I'm going to get glory over your enemy. I'm going to use your enemy to bless you, not stress you. Oh, I'm just trying to get you encouraged in Jesus, whether you are at home. God said, I'm going to use your enemy not to stress you. I'm going to use your enemy to bless you. So then all of a sudden, so we get to the ten plagues situation, and we come over there. Many of you know that story. We won't spend time there. So we get to the ten plagues, and as we get to the other side, after the tenth plague has been uh, uh, instituted, after, after the tenth plague has been executed, then all of a sudden Pharaoh says, all right, get them people up out of here. I don't want no more problems with them. Go let them serve their God in the wilderness. But then all of a sudden, as the people of Israel, children of Israel are gone, Pharaoh gets up and says, uh-uh, that ain't good enough for me. I need to take them out. I need to take them out. Then all of a sudden, the people get afraid. They get very afraid. So now Pharaoh, right, we now, Pharaoh now becomes Pharaoh. How many of us need to deal with our fears in this season and realize that, the, that God won't even let Pharaoh or our Pharaohs overtake us in this season? Oh, I wish you could hear me by the Spirit on that. God will not let Pharaoh or Pharaohs overtake you in this season, online family. Get that fear on your mind. Get that enemy on your mind right now because what we're going to do is have that enemy, uh, uh, we're going to look at that enemy in the face today and say, no, 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 the Lord God is my banner. He's my rock. He's my victory today. I want you to get it on your mind. I want you to get, listen, I don't want you to get comfortable with this word today. I don't want you to get sedity with this word today. I want you to get free. I want you to get free in Jesus' name today. I want you to be a sedity saint today. I want you to be a set free saint today according to God's holy word and his power today. So here we go. So he sets them up, brings them on the other side. And then as they're coming, as they're coming up, the children of Israel begin to speak words of fear and not words of faith. They begin to think that Pharaoh and his army is going to overtake them. After they've seen all that God had done through ten plagues, they believe now, some way, shape, or form, the enemy is going to come back to get me. And then all of a sudden, the Lord speaks and he says, shh, shh, be silent. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, be silent, for the Lord your God is fighting for you. 
Some of y'all need to understand that in this season, as we've been in this pandemic season, and we've been seeing all of this strife and strain here in our world, we've been seeing the fact that uh, uh, we have been overcome by fear and not been overwhelmed by faith. We've been overcome. I got, I got, this is my amen corner over here. I'm going to go to this side over here. These, these are all quiet saints over here. I'm going to spend time on this side. Y'all quiet online right there. I'm going to say, you've been overcome by fear instead of being overwhelmed by faith. And so the Lord has to tell the children of Israel, shh, be quiet. Because power of death and life is in the tongue. I need you to speak words of faith, not words of fear. I need you to speak words of life, not words of death. I need you to speak words of victory, not words of defeat. So he says, shh, be silent. So he brings them crowd. We know the Red Sea account. Moses uses the staff, parts the water, and then the children of Israel go over on dry ground. Do you know that was really the miracle? It's, it's beautiful to see that the lower part is six miles of water. It was beautiful to see all that. It was beautiful that he brought two million people over at one time. That was very beautiful. But the word of the Lord declares that they made it over on dry ground. Anybody know about water and dirt, you make what? Mud. But the scripture says he brought them over on dry ground. Your God is bad, in other words. I'm just going to tell it like that. If you don't know no other way to say it, your God is absolutely bad. So watch this. Watch this. So now this is what happens. This is what happens, right? They get over on the other side. And then all of a sudden, just a few days later, they start grumbling and complaining. They start grumbling and complaining. Instead of being grateful and thankful, they now start to grumble and complain because I guess God ain't good enough. God still ain't bad enough. God still ain't good enough for them. God's still not moving and doing what he needs to move and do in their lives. And so because of that, they start complaining, we ain't got no water, Lord. How you going to complain to a God who just moved water for you? who just showed you that I can move water to get you through and to make sure that you are blessed. Why are we complaining about a water issue when God just showed us that he is the one who is sovereign over the water? He's the creator over the water. I'm bad. Why are you complaining to me now? I'm just being very simple with it. I'm not trying to be all fancy and breaking this down. Just trying to be all simple with it. So now we get all to this point. They do more murmuring and complaining and grumbling. And then we get to this point in Exodus chapter 17 where they're murmuring and complaining. And I believe when I read this scripture, I'm just going to talk about me. I ain't going to talk about any of you online. I'm going to talk about me right here. I know there's times, right? I know there's times when we need to make sure that our postures are right before the Lord. And I believe that one thing the Lord wanted to teach us in the season is stop all that grumbling and complaining. Maybe it's just me, because I maybe 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 y'all haven't grumbled and complained in this season, but I so have. I so have. Knowing that God has been faithful, knowing that God has been steadfast, knowing that God has been real, knowing that God has been tangible, I have grumbled, I have complained in the sea, and I haven't operated in gratitude as often as I should have. Maybe you saved and set free and you walking with the holiness of the Lord. Praise God for you. But I know me, there have been some things I've been grumbling and complaining about, Mr. Cole. There have been a lot of things that I've been grumbling about. After I just so God a few days ago, do what only God can do. So here we are. Here we are, right? I believe that sometimes God said, okay, well, let, me, let me teach you a lesson. 
He already said, he already said that you're going to have to go into the promised land. You're going to have to defeat your enemies. You're going to have to go in there and do that. But let me go ahead and bring one up early. This is how, when I read scripture, I can begin to process my things in mind. It begins to check me. We have a value here, a core value here at Rebuild where we say we read the Bible and the Bible reads us. So as I'm reading the Bible, I feel like the Bible is reading me and say, okay, since you want to grumble and complain, well, let me present your first enemy. Let me, let me present your first enemy so you remember who I am and what I do. So here we go. Verse 8, then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek. While Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill, whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. And whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. Verse 12, but Moses' hands grew weary. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it while Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, write this as a memorial in a book and recite it in the ears of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses, he will utterly, let me read that again, that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Verse 15, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it, the Lord is my banner. Saying a hand upon the throne of the Lord, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Let me read that again, verse 16, saying a hand upon the throne of the Lord, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. I want to do my best to try to uh, encourage you to equip you from a sermon title, Banners Up. Banners Up. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues his message from Exodus 17. Thank you.